Still love every part of that intro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Hysterics, and this is The Last Hit, the LPL podcast that's now going to start coming at you a little bit more regularly. Of course, who would I be without my beautiful, gorgeous, what, what words do you want me to use? Handsome <laughs> devil in Lyric at the End and Dagda right here. And Jen's... I thought you were about to exclude me for a second. Yeah. I was going to be a little bit upset. <laughs> That's the card never exclude you, said the shirt. How could I look anything oh, past it? How have you been? What's, what's been the daily life happening? Just League of Legends. <laughs> PL is every day. We don't have a chance. Yeah, that's not <laughs> I was expecting something else. Food journeys going yeah. somewhere else. But how's, of course... How's that not mm-hmm. exciting? LPL every day is super exciting. That is actually true. Seven days a week of League of Legends is not the worst thing in the world. But of course, here at the last hit, we are starting off our journey once again to kick you off into summer. After coming back of MSC, which, uh, look, I don't, I don't want to pry, but I think we kind of kicked their ass. We did a little bit. I mean... Look, all LPL finals, that's all you really wanted, isn't it? Just to say, hey, look, LCK, solid try, but... I mean, i got to say, I expected a little bit more, but three out of our four teams to make into playoffs. Like, I do want to say, okay, we're the best region in the world, we won MSC, <laughs> but it still is an off, kind of an off-season tournament in a oh, sense, on. right? In the, in the same vein of Rift Rivals, not you can't take it like a Worlds or an MSI. So you call it Rift Rivals, I call it MSI. That was a true MSI that we didn't get. We didn't need the other regions. <laughs> LCK and LPL, the two best regions, and any EU fans out there can fight me on Twitter. They fought it out, and our three best teams went through, and we got an all-LPL final. And now, from that, i got to say that we think the top esports is something else right yeah and i think as well because jdg looked a little bit shaky definitely top coming out looking amazing sure. but i think the cool thing was we kind of beat lck at their own game like lck wanted to play their style play their champions but lpl we did the exact same and we were able to beat them i just love uh who was the top esports coming out and saying yeah well we wanted to play their game we wanted to play more so in the early game because yeah. we know in late game team fights we're going to come out ahead and that's the fact that we played their game and we won is hilarious. It's kind of the, the cherry on top, right? And it's kind of fun because we come into a new season. We come into summer, which has already started. Granted, this podcast, we're moving down the line a little bit. And now that we're kind of in it, we're thinking, okay, well, look, LPL's still looking strong. We still got some pretty decent teams going across and starting the summer split. We already had some pretty good games, yeah. Yeah, and I think what I liked about MSC was it kind of set us up for what we could expect coming in, like coming down to champions and stuff, which made it easier to try and look at the teams and see, hey, look, maybe this is the style they're going to go for, how they want to play. But some of the games have been absolutely bonkers, and I haven't expected half the teams to come out swinging in the way they did. I was going to say, it's led to some expectations, but also some being wrong, like FPX, but <laughs> maybe something we could talk about more later. Yeah, look, we'll dive into that a little bit, because I know today we've got a lot on the show, a lot on the agenda. I'll bring that up for you here, because because in our first one, coming into summer, it's important that we give you the lowdown and a bit of an update. So here's how the schedule's going to run for you today. I know it's a bit formal, gents, but play along with me if you can as soon as we get that up on your screen. Today, we're talking a little bit about power rankings, getting your dunk and your dud. I don't know if you like the name there. We can always change it if you guys don't approve. But of course, pick of the week and then games to watch coming up as well. So just to get you into the LPL and into the groove, important because I know we have a lot of new international viewers who are trying to tune into the LPL and each year that LPL wins Worlds, and when we do win Worlds in, in season th- this season as yeah. well, third year in a row, it'll be important that people remember this moment. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, LPL has just gone from strength to strength. Now we see it in MSC, and it'll be interesting to look at when EU and North America get across, how that all plays out. But I mean, right now, a lot of our teams just look unbeatable. I also want to add that we add new teams every year, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's never going to get easier for yeah. other regions, but... 
No, that's, what, that's but, how it shakes up. But it's even the new talent as well. Like, yeah. look at Eastar who came in during the spring split. They looked impeccable. Now we got some of the new talent as well that's come into like V5 and some of these teams. They all look incredible. Like, overall, this has just been a crazy year for talent. I can't wait to talk about V5. But before we go into that, <laughs> let's start with the power rankings we never got to release before the season. I, I know I threw mine out there and we were just rushed into summer about six, seven days after MSC stopped. So, sir, Mr. Dagner, on my sheet here, it says, start with Rob. And that's exactly <laughs> where we're going to go because your top eight, I would believe, is one of the most interesting. you got some high standards in teams that have found success in their um, off-season, of yeah. course. We'll bring that up for you in a quick second. There we go. Sir, where would you like to start with this? I feel like... Everyone wants to uh, ask me about LGD. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for me, when I look at LGD, uh, Peanut was the guy that most of the good plays came out of. And I think with the way the meta's gone towards like the, the Nidalees, the Graves and stuff like that, I think Peanut can look really, really strong in the jungle. But then as well, like, I think Longxing kind of got screwed on RNG. Like when he was back on Sooning and he was Shao Al, he had a bunch of uh, plays that were going towards him. You had Hacker was playing towards him and he was able to prosper on the roster. But coming on to RNG, he got left on his Todd in the top lane. And I think coming back into LGD where they have the ability to play towards the top side and have a lot of consistency when it comes to their other laners, I think they're going to look really good. I mean, while we're recording this, remember that LGD for us has only played one series. So yeah. it's been a, a starting showing that I don't know, for me, it doesn't put them fourth, but still shows that they are a top-tier team. I'd say we see the promise there that, sure, they can maybe make it to playoffs, but we also kind of saw the... Why, why it's a bit too much to put them there just yet, right? We saw a bit slower on the shot calling in their matchup. The pieces still aren't all together. Even Long Xing, I would agree, right? He's getting more attention now on this roster, but also kind of benefiting from some of the enemies he got to play against. Mm. You know, Eastar did run CJJ in one game, That's so... True. I'm not so. But Longxing didn't get to play the first game, you see? So we've got like one sample pool against Xiaobai, you know? That's true. It's, but at yeah. the same time, I don't even agree that he got kind of an unfair shake on RNG. He got an unfair shake in the sense of how, like the standard he was held to, right? Because he's realistically not a top four, top five top laner in the LPL, which I'm, I'm happy to see him on LGD because now he's on a team, I'd say, that fits kind of his placement in the league. And maybe that pressure can make him show up more, but I still don't expect him to show up against the likes of, you know, Morgan, Zoom, Bin now. Yeah. Even the Shy, if the Shy does get back into being the Shy. It is bizarre to me that Bin is in the conversation for really good top laners. <laughs> it wasn't in spring, but I mean, the recency of Sooning, right? Uh, I know also there, seeing RNG 8, you're the only one out of the three of us that has put RNG in the top 8. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, that was a little bit of the fanboy in me still, because mm -hmm. like, I am an RNG fan. You are but, an RNG uh, fan. Yeah. I think as well, look, I mean... It paid off. They do look good, right? I do also want to say, once you get past the top three, I really feel like number four through like number 12 is pretty much up, up in the air. You were saying before show, you were saying that you'd rather do it by tiers, right? Yeah. Rather than placements. I, I think that's and an interesting one. Even do. RNG, like they have the talent to be a top top four, top five team in my mind, even without Uzi on the roster, even bringing in someone like New, who surprisingly yeah. showed up like really Actually, well. well. The yeah. question was, are they going to put the pieces together, which they didn't in spring? And I mean, we can say now that they definitely have. And like Xiaolong Bao massively stepping up, Xiao who looking great. Mm -hmm. And I think it was that 
okay, some games we see the brilliance of RNG and then it just fell completely apart towards the end, but I'm a bit worried because we started off on this good foot as well in spring, but then we're getting to summer. Great foot, we're looking good, and then it all fell apart it's, again. It's, anyway. kind, of, fell off, it's yeah. kind of even more <laughs> ominous that they're starting off on a good note, honestly. Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting. Again, only person that put RNG in that top yeah. eight, the tag that you could be, uh, you know. Yeah. What, what's the word? Far above your time? Yeah, I'm still yeah. saying profit. It's a lot easier. <laughs> but turning another note, Mr. Lyric, it's your turn. Let's put your money where your mouth is. Right where, yep. Okay, yeah. let's throw out those rankings. On <laughs> I mean, board. I'm just saying, after the first week, I obviously have some questionable choices. Not really questionable choices. I'd say a questionable choice. Is it 8th yeah. and BLG? It, it is. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, the other other parts of the list, I'm like, well, yeah. realistically, that's kind of similar yeah. to mine. Do you not believe in, believe in Kingan's Maokai? Is that the problem? <laughs> no? Is that the <laughs> You know, his, his Maokai was surprisingly fine, but coming into this split, even spring, I look at the talent on this roster and it's it just stacked. Kingan in lane looks really strong. Might have a small champion pool, but... I think in the LPL, it's actually not too big of a deal. Fofo, in my mind, definitely was a slight upgrade over Kuro, who was yep. doing fine in the LPL anyway. Meteor is an MVP-level player, and their bot lane's average, but with the topside talent, that should be enough. But what's ever going on with this team, like, the talent is just not meshing together. And I think it's really weird. Even the, the draft, like, that's why I was kind of looking at the Maokai, was I don't know why Kingen, who is such a strong carry player, is being put onto these tanks. Like, I feel like with the, the meta at the moment, you can put him onto these carries and have him perform. Like, get him onto stuff like Wukong, like some of these other champions. But they keep opting back into this I mean, really Kingen tank heavy top me of, lane. It reminds me of Khan, right? Like, he's got that the ability to play tanks, but you don't want to see him on that. You want to see him on the Jace or see him I, on the field. I would say in spring, he didn't show up on tanks, to where the first game, his, his Maokai, like, individually looked fine and then the problem was just how they played out the team comp where they draft all scaling and they're fighting I mean, it like five the minutes. The problem was when they started playing Maokai in the jungle as well like that was yeah. the you know the dirty cherry. But the funny top. thing was you said that in this uh what was who was their game against Dem no it wasn't Demo who, whoever they played anyway the uh oh OMG. No, anyway, whoever they we, played... We broadcast was, seven days I know, yeah. But anyway, whoever they played, they end up fighting at they the... They against Vici. Vici, thank you. I knew it was one of the games I cast. It was Vici, and they end up fighting at that second dragon when you're like, okay, cool, you really want to be fighting at the third dragon where you got your two items in Ezreal and Zoe. They and then they're like, just eight like, minutes. Why? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that dragon fight was at, like, eight minutes. We see Kane coming in for a TP flank. You're just like, what are you doing? You guys are even. I think they're actually even slightly Sorry. ahead. Yeah. It's You're going to win this game, but they didn't want to win the game, so... I mean, that's why for BLG, for me especially, like I was very concerned about putting them anywhere near that top eight, but they have that potential. And I said this um, a, a while back that BLG could be fourth, 10th, or 14th. Like let's, they could sit at any end of the Let's scale. reiterate that this was a pre-season power <laughs> yeah. ranking, not, a, not a after the games we've seen. But moving on, I think the other questionable one, which even I you know. had them high, was IG, right? I think a lot of fans are going to looking at these lists and be like, why do you mm -hmm. guys believe in IG? And it's just so hard when you compare their talent to the rest of the league. I could see them getting a lot of wins just off of how good Rookie is. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Is, and their draft as well. If they move away from this weird Lucian top just blind picking all the time for some reason, I think they will look a lot better. And if they can fix those draft issues, maybe then you have a team Dude, that can actually he do He believes okay. in an IG draft. He thinks IG <laughs> can start <laughs> IG draft. No, I, I am saying if. That is a big caveat. But you know, like, I don't it, know. It's almost like the shy ones will become an AD carry because all he plays in that top lane now, and even if you go towards his solo queue, it's still the Callista top, the Lucian top, Vayne top as well. Quinn top at some point. I think Tristana top he played a couple of games. He's like, just leaving no 
notes for Puff. It's yeah. just like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you fall down and take that job. Maybe you wanted it when Jackie Love left as well. Just didn't didn't cut out. IG is an interesting one because uh, Lyric, you putting them forth is actually the same as I did. And I thought I would move forward and you guys could blast me a new one with my power rankings. Oh. And I did put these out publicly, but there are some regrets already. What's your biggest regret so far? Mm. I feel like it's Easter. I think I overestimated LGD, even though mm. I've only seen. How dare you? Yeah, I, I said that straight <laughs> You're up. You're supposed to be on well. the bandwagon with me. Is oh. it Easter? I mean, here's the thing about Easter: when you make playoffs in your first ever split, I don't expect it to be a DMO situation where you suck the next. Right? My, my problem is. So I was even not really on the hype train last split to where we saw towards the end of the split them getting more figured out even with the style they had, right? Teams started banning out the Jarvan and it's like, well, what can Wei really do? And now the fact that they did lose crying, it's like, I'm okay with a team being one-dimensional, mm. but the question is, is your individual skill good enough to you can force through that, you know, one-dimensional play style? I don't think E-Star is. Yeah, and I, I don't think Funfun is. That's the big one for me was, look, he's looked okay, but I think losing crying is such a hit to this team and like i have had him kind of in the same boat as knight where not on the same level but definitely you can put this guy in the mid lane he was going to win his lane you didn't have to give him any attention and he'd be a star performer when it got to those late game fights. my problem is like wink is not reliable right so that's the problem because fun fun in the team i think is actually fine the problem is you don't have a reliable carry in top or 80 carry so it's like well what we need Shaosi to keep having these insane playmaking moments, which he could, he which is and why he did. Right, he did. So they could still be top eight. Okay, no, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they could be nice. Because I, again, to reiterate, I'm the only person who's put A star in the top eight, right? Mm -hmm. And only person to put BLG in the top eight, and then also LGD was four. I'm just looking oh, back yeah. here. RNG, sure, yeah, yeah. which right now you see like the biggest like break. Like <laughs> yeah. right? um, but E star again, it's only been one or none series. Like the IG one fourth, I think is okay because we still don't know what IG form they're in. They came into playoffs looking bad. They went to MSC looking bad, but in spring, they were first Let's quite also easily. point out that as of this recording, IG still hasn't played yet. IG yeah. do play yeah. later today for us, so we're not quite sure what IG is going to show up yet. We don't know just yet, but those are the power rankings. Those are the top eight, especially take the analyst word because it's a, a lot better than mine. I feel like I might fall flat on a couple of those. <laughs> but moving forward, now it's your time in the sun or also time in the ground depending on which direction you go. Yeah, I don't do well with sun, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I was told I shouldn't go in the sun. Lyric pre-show said, keep your arm out of the sun. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. It was a, it was a nice tattoo talk. Moving forward, Dagda's Weekly Dunk. This is our new segment because this is a new version of the show. And your dunk, sir, is for V5. Take it Look, away. I don't know how much longer I'm going to get to talk get about V5. So as long as they're doing no, I'm going to take every moment I can. But these guys look amazing. And you've got that double D duo in the bottom lane with PP God. And you've got Sam D. These guys look really, really good. And I mean, it's hard to fault them. PP God on the Thresh, on the mm -hmm. Bard looked incredible. The Callista for Sam D was amazing. And the positioning from Sam D in fights was really crucial for a lot of their wins. It came out of nowhere. I mean, this is like a Sooning Light team put together that we set on Broadcast Lyric, and then PP God came out of FPX Blaze, and apparently Top Esports were trying to pick him up, so people knew about him. He just ended up on V5. Look, I am Monte Cristo incarnate. I am the, the conductor of mm. the Victory 5 hype train. <laughs> I've, been the, I've been the conductor since last summer when I wasn't even casting, and 
even when we look at like mechanically in lane, Sam Dean PB got getting 2v2 kills against Helper and Mitsuki. Yeah. Mole, okay, he still goes a bit kind of over eager yeah. a lot, but his Zoe is absolutely nuts. Weiwei is like He's like unleashed, has new life in him, and then, you know, Biu Biu does his job. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like how that went off a cliff. I was like, but these are hyped, these are awesome, and hey, this is your Biu -Biu. dunk, not my dunk. <laughs> I mean, still, Biu, Biu Biu's great. Like, as a top yeah, laner. He's been I, doing really well. It's so much better than what we saw in Zuni. They were uh, a fire up in that top yeah. lane bit, and Biu Biu couldn't balance anything in Zuni. And it's the confidence as well. Like, he's going to make these plays underneath Terrace and bottom side, whereas the Renekton going in 2v1, getting the kill, yeah. looking amazing, even buying enough time for the rest of B5 to come up. So, Biu Biu, honestly, and his counterpart, Bin have both been looking incredible, but coming back to V5, yeah. I think they have really stepped up here. I mean, look, I, I was talking about this on broadcast because, funnily enough, I've done both V5 games. I know that yeah. you and Munchables actually take it uh, on Saturday. What day is it? Yeah. yeah, 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 coming up. So it's kind of exciting to see. You know, like how they progress. Are they <laughs> yeah. actually a top eight team? Because that could be the biggest mistake that we've all made so yeah. far is not putting B5 but in top that's eight. That's why I wanted to talk about them now. Because it's either going to go two ways. They're going to look absolutely amazing and Jordan is a god. Or it's going to go... In, in my heart, they will be a top four team <laughs> after the split no matter what. I, I know we didn't get to see the rest because we only got the top eight of the power rankings. But tell me, where did you actually so put B5? I actually redid my power rankings many times. <laughs> okay. At one point, they were as high as 13. But oh. they sadly ended up last. Oh no! In my final oh, no. one. So see, I didn't put them last. I didn't. I didn't expect us to see this iteration of the roster. Yeah. I kind of thought we'd still see Y4 playing for sure, and yeah. I didn't know who'd be in the jungle. But this one's just so exciting. I love as well, by the way. That have you seen the pose that Sam D does? It's the exact the same song. one as Y4 yeah. with you the double out finger. Out Twitter, yeah. yeah, it's actually because I think Y4 has only had one to where yeah. he holds up <laughs> both. So it's, it's even an improvement. <laughs> it's right. great uh, watching this team play as well. Is a lot of fun. We've gone from crazy drafts and spring if people don't remember uh, it was that like draft any lane who goes to that lane and then watch them go now it's like actually the draft is kind of fun as well i want to come back to weiwei as well because we haven't Thank really you. highlighted him. he looks really really good like tracking the enemy jungler throughout the early stages of the game his mechanics have looked really really good like this guy is genuinely looking like he's going to be at least pushing up into the somehow half of the jungler somehow like, their understanding their shot calling it's all there against omg i just remember him predicting that first gank from Hacker in the top side, yeah. and that pretty much set up the snowball for V5 in that game. I mean, they look great. Again, they're going up against harder teams in the, in the near coming schedule as well. Uh, LGD is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the Saturday one. So That's where we're going to be at odds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got LGD up, and you're also on the hype train of V5. You both are, so odds and ends is a good way to put it. But that is the dunk, and you slammed it quite well. V5 are going to Worlds, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. They'll yeah, yeah. finish off. Yeah. I mean, look, realistically, <laughs> we have four slots. The amount of times you've said this, and it's like, I don't know if you're like, I think I'm starting to fully believe, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, harder teams, they need diverse, but a V5 do look like a team, in, at least in the future, in a year, could potentially be a top contender. So it's exciting stuff, but what is also exciting is Lyric's new segment, which is his dud. And Lyric's weekly dud, we're not going to, you know, go too hard, but I will say, what do you think about OMG? OMG, the fact of how they were the gatekeeper in summer for so long, and then they show up here, they lose to, okay, you lose to RNG, who's really showing up, but then your other losses to Victory 5, and even though we're hyped on Victory 5, it still is a completely new roster. Doesn't make sense. Icon, his champion pool's too one-dimensional. He plays like Zoe, LeBlanc, pretty much full stop. Cold, hasn't been playing good League of Legends since 2017. Oh, uh, but I, I was just so hyped in them coming in 2020 spring. Like, at the start, they looked great, and then it just kind of fell off a cliff. 
Uh, it's a couple of different things for me. It's like the laning phase where their positions in lane. I mean, Icon getting caught out early against RNG when you already knew where Shaolong Bao was. Yeah. Then in the bottom side of the map, you see Shaolong Bao pathing towards top side, and they're like, "Hey, herp derp, we're gonna be halfway up the lane. It's gonna be perfect." SMLZ <laughs> 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 as well, just well. randomly walking into the mid lane at like 17 or 18 minutes and getting yep. caught out as well, completely by himself against the Twisted Fate, who's like, the second you take a step wrong, he's gonna collapse on you. So it, I didn't get it. It does look like. In spring they benefit a lot from other teams solving to figure it out which it's kind of strange because they were a newly put together roster but they have their system down pat from week one right we knew hacker was going to go gank top we knew it was going to sit up for these mid-game skirmishes around drakes with smlz being the main carry and uh, every game icon got to play zoe or leblanc you also talk, you talk about a new system but i mean curse and icon have been playing together in 2019 but also remember smlz and cold or sorry as he's known five back in the day uh, had been together in 2017 throughout the duration of the that's year. True. So it's a new system put together now that's kind of been together before. It's like elements that were pieced together. And the big reason why this team is a dud for me is I don't know where they go to improve because even when we just look at individual talent, I wouldn't say there's any obvious star on this roster. It's all pretty middling. SMLZ hasn't shown up as a top 380 carry since 2018, right? It had a very bad year on Sooning. Mm. So where do you go with this team if Icon doesn't get a Zoe? There's a lot of questions for OMG. Dagger, is there anything you want to finish up here? Because I think OMG starting 0-2 is a lot bigger than we give it, than other people have given it credit for. Well, I mean, you talked about it already, Lear. Like, these guys were the gatekeepers. These were the guys who were sitting at 8th and just fell at the end. And we're like, I know, they'll bounce back in summer. They'll be able to do this. But they have looked completely out of sorts. And it's not like it's just down to... Um, them playing against better teams or being out shot called it's yeah. them making a lot of mistakes that they wouldn't have at the start or midway through spring and these are issues that they really need to try and solve quickly because you don't have much time before the split end especially when you start off and that momentum pulls you back as well so bit of an issue for omg but thank you for giving us your dud lyric that's very nice the dud and dunk will see if that name continues <laughs> forward I, I let my analysts just kind of sit there and accept it for today but moving forward that might change but let's also move forward into what has been prevalent in the lpl because we started out in 10.11 eventually we'll be moving to 10.12 i'm sure as well the pick of the week in week one and the bitter week two let's pull up bard because bard has been an lpl fan favorite especially since the grand finals in spring 2020 where luma actually won the finals with that pick now it feels like it's going on i'm not gonna lie i've been a bard fan for a long long time i've actually back in the us got an account for any critical role fans called scanlin shorthalt that accidentally misspelled which is like a D, &D show and the bard in it is called scanlin shorthalt i call my bard account in the us yeah, no, short which is a bard only one but no. i like i have been dying to see more of him and it's fantastic that we finally do get a chance to see so him. me and dagda were actually having this discussion yesterday about yeah. how you know coming from coaching and even as an analyst, I've never really liked Bard as a champion, as a, as a viewer, yes, but because you fit in composition so awkwardly because you have such a unique identity that no one else has, right? You offer pick potential, you really want to roam in the early game, you have no good laning phases, and you're completely dependent on hitting really, not awkward, but weird skill shots, yeah. right? The, the cosmic binding against terrain or another champion or minion, and then your ultimate, which if the enemy team is kind of spread out, it could just completely also, shut you it down. it could be pretty troll because your ultimate could actually ruin <laughs> As games. we saw from Sword Art yesterday. Yeah. Oh, also, no. flashback to 2020 Spring, the old V5. Do you remember Y4's ulti that we coined as oh, the, yeah. the worst play of 2020 Spring? Exactly, that but that's also why the champion's Look exciting, right? Because if you're a great bard player, 
this champ can pretty much go in, in any composition if you play it well. Yeah. So, and that's what we've been seeing in the LPLs. We do have a lot of these great bard players. Yeah, and you, but you can see that wide array between, like, say, like Lume who gets his hands on it, Sword Art who gets his hands on it, and Y4 who gets his hands on it. So <laughs> there is that. Hey, difference we don't there. have any Y4 at the moment. Let's yeah, have a I, Like, I really like him because I think he he fits into a lot of different styles where you can either have this super long range engage, you got good disengage off the ultimate as well. Um, and I know he doesn't have like the greatest of lane pressure, but definitely when you do hit that level six and you're able to get out and start roaming, you can have such a big impact. But you see the thing that links it all together, right? You have good pick potential engage if you hit your ultimate. You have yeah. good disengage yeah. if you hit your ultimate. You can set Look, up team well, fights as the if you hit your ultimate. aficionado that I am, I don't miss my ult, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, know? man. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, like, I, I know we have some clips here as well. I pulled from V5 because it was so easy their first couple of series versus DMO versus OMG, and they were hit correctly. Props to PP God, who is actually a bard aficionado as well, like yourself, Dagda. Yeah, he was super good in this champion, and it was it set up for so many of these plays. You can see they're catching a bunch of folks out, and this is what I was watching this, just how good PP God was at setting up, catching people out, but even when he was in lane, getting aggressive against some of these more picks they were, you wouldn't expect Bard to come out on top like against the Thresh. It really was looking That's good. the thing that's impressed me because Bard's really only good lane matchups are against Tom, Kench, and Braum. You're really low range. You only have one ability that even helps in your laning phase, right? W and E, not really laning abilities. Your Q is quite short range as well, and you're so squishy. If you ever get hit by a Death Sentence or a hook from Nautilus or a Blitzcrank or something, you're just dead. So, you know, kudos to the players in the LPL who've been able to just make this work so well. I mean, we're embracing the, the V5 hype we had a little yeah. bit earlier, right, as well, alongside this. But the, the bard that I always look towards in the LPL since 2019, since I, I made my casting entrance here, was Lumal. It's good to see that that's not restricted, that we are seeing a bit more comfortability within our meta where people think, actually, this could be an option. And I think it does bring so much more to the table where you've actually got to change how you play your, as the opponents, change how you play your game because Bard can just catch you completely out. Saying this competition on your screen with OMG here, where they're trying to go in aggressive, they're all this big one, two punch with the wombo combo. Well, it can change everything in the blink of an eye off of big picks like this. Yeah, Bard just completely changes the way you have to think about the game, right? A magical journey can just come out of nowhere yeah. and you're like, oh God, we're now getting a Bard gank in like five minutes in the yeah. mid lane, so. Just overall, very unique pick, very special. And even though I came in week one, I mean, you're talking about it a lot, that this is not going to be a meta pick. It's obviously a meta pick. So yeah, yeah, where, yeah. are you happy to call it meta right now? Yes. Because Uncommon was week like, one talk. Like, oh, when players, I said it. I when players it. like Lumao were playing it, even, <laughs> even Peepee God, that's one thing. Sword Art, and again, I've I've been watching Sword Art's whole career from like like front row seats. He's a Tom Kench player. He, he's, he's never no, he's not a Tom Kench. He's he's a Thresh player, Thresh I mean, All Star. But last year was. He's never been known as a Bard player. So the fact that even he's embracing this Bard, it's like okay, well, Bard's meta, I accept. <laughs> That's the turning point, right? Yeah. That is but the turning point. I think you kind of like you got to look at the way everything else plays around. Like if you've got an Ezreal in the lane, either you're against it or you're with it. Well, Ezreal's going to be able to farm fine. You're not going to be under too much pressure. So hey, look, Bard fits on both sides of that then because you can get him out of lane and try and work stuff around the I mean, map. getting out of lane part's important because yeah. especially when we deal around a meta that's so focused around jungle and mid and like absorbing other lanes pressure or setting it right back. I think Bard's like the pick of our region. Do you think it translates over? Will it go to North America or Europe or you think this is just an us thing? I think it'll just be an us thing because to me there's some champions I don't know if will translate well because other players in other regions feel 
confident in the skill to play it, right? Because this is still a very high confidence champion that if you're not good at, we'll just completely fall flat. So what Lyric is saying is he doesn't think other supports are good enough to play oh. it. True. <laughs> See? Hey, man. You know, we started, we did dud. We set you up to be toxic, but uh, no, that's all right. Maybe next time. Hey, moving forward, because we do have a, a couple more minutes to guide you through what has been happening here in the LPL. I'm looking towards the games to watch. And with Bard on the menu, with uh, crazy picks that are still flying through the air in the LPL, I'm looking towards some games. Now, as we're recording this, of course, we're coming up towards our match of the week in JDG Top Esports. We'll be flying past that as well as LGDB5, which I know <laughs> we're going to talk about. But we're moving towards JDG versus RNG, which will be on the Thursday coming up for you guys as the last series. And JDG RNG, this used to be the Beijing Derby, but of course RNG moved out of Beijing there. Now here in Shanghai and, and JDG, I believe are as well. So technically the Shanghai Derby, but this has always been a fun matchup when these guys have gone head to head. Yeah, to me, just especially now that RNG are in form and I would even say had arguably better performances than JDG did. I think you just have so much reliability across the map, especially in that mid jungle. I think Xiaohu and Xiaolongbao are completely outclassing. It has only been one performance. Right. I will point that out. But completely outclassing Kanavi and Yagao in those games. And I agree. I think this is going to be a real test for JDG in particular because we just saw them yesterday against Sunin. They did not look good. Um, Sunin nerdy picking up the victory. It was Sunin mistakes that actually brought it back in JDG's favor. And if they're going up against RNG, if RNG are picking up these wins against our top teams, at least who we expect to be our top teams nice and early in this bit, well, they're going to go flying straight up the ranks into that eighth place it's, spot. It's like they've swapped you know? a bit, haven't it? From yeah. what we've seen already here in the LPL, they've swapped. It's like JDG have gone from, oh, one of the cleanest, you know, LCK like teams in the LPL to yesterday, it's sloppy. And then RNG have gone from, well, what are these drafts? What are they doing? To, wow, they're actually looking pretty There's clean. There's one thing I want to point out, though. The fact that uh, JDG did play the mid-season cup. We don't know how long they've actually been scrimming, right? They could just be coming right off of a break that they finally get since they also did play finals. Compared to RNG, who've been off for a long time. So they could have been scrimming for weeks. So maybe JDG just needs, you know, a few more days to, you know, get into that groove. Hopefully we get to that point where this matchup is the pinnacle, right? Where it's yeah. the top of the top of the standings. Because we know JDG still got the 2-0, which doesn't feel right saying after after watching the series versus Sooning and RNG, of course. But let's start with the lane because the top lane for me, for some reason, New versus Zoom might not be where everyone looks, but New with his performance that's come through, Zoom with his expectation, that could be a really good top lane matchup. I think definitely with the, the, the coordination that RNG have in getting new into these fights, uh, especially in that early to mid-game stages, uh, we did a breakdown on the desk where, of their play against OMG in that early stages where they managed to get new out. You had like a couple of seconds where you had the level six advantage first and they ran away with it. And it's these minuscule moments that RNG are starting to play around. And when JDG had gaping holes in their play yesterday against Sunin, I'm not convinced, especially when it... Yeah, Zoom was trying to hard carry for a lot, large What's portion of it looked decent, too, yeah. but realistically, if you're going to be on an Orn, you're not going to be able to do it. Do you find any status up in that top lane? Do you look oh, no, towards the matchup? I think that's really exciting because the question is, can you either stop Zoom from having the impact or have a bigger impact than we already know Zoom will always have, right? Even if JDG just fall behind early and go to games where they should lose like yesterday, you know, Zoom still came in, became an unkillable tank, and really carried these team fights. The thing was, though, in game one, it was the Wukong Renekton where he was losing as the Renekton. I was like, I expect him to at least come out with a little bit of an advantage towards the early stages of the game. He fell off a cliff before he even hit the level six yeah. mark. So I'm not convinced entirely that Zoom is the, oh. the big carry that we
we used to Dagda think of them thinks RNG is going to finish higher than JDG. I'm Holy. a fanboy. What can I say? I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> let's come back, right? Where do we all put JDG? I have second. Yeah. Second. I think I did third. Third. Yeah. Second, like there was no shadow of a doubt that yeah. I thought they were going to be better than FBX. There's a lot of shadows of death. I mean, even we, <laughs> it's we didn't one talk. series, Dagda. Let's I'm I'm say maybe maybe I'm judging. I shouldn't be able to say well, that because I'm judging LGD off of one series, yeah. but still, JD's not, a champion. Let's not forget as well. Bringing up the scrim time for JDG is important because it is six, seven days to the start of the season that MSE was over. We got into summer. And then JDG played a week and a half later. Like, it yeah. was really nice that the LPL gave those four teams a bit of extra time to get ready for the LPL, but it's still <laughs> not. It's still completely <laughs> different. Yeah. yeah, unless you're suiting those, had to play three games already. That's, That's a little bit tough. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Give them a bit of time, but you. I can understand needing a little bit of time to fix the mistakes, but I think overall. JDG were looking so potent that this isn't a case of, you know, adapting to the meta and needing to scrim. This just looks like... But I, I don't think needing to scrim has anything to do with adapting to the meta a lot of times. Like, if you're someone like... Like, you pointed out Zoom in the matchup, right? And let's say they are just coming off of a break and, you know, he hasn't... Whether he hasn't been playing as much Shilly or as much scrims. And to me, that's sort of would really show that you haven't been practicing as much, that you're having, like, a hard time in a laning matchup. So... That could be it. I think another important part of that is who they verse first and like what their schedule looks like. And we we talked about, I know you guys yesterday were looking at JDG versus Sooning. And even though Sooning had been performing well and were up towards the top of the table, the outweigh expectations were still there for JDG, right? You still thought that this would be like the warm-up match for JDG before the top esports match and then before RNG that's coming up this week. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is because they're going up against top esports, it's not like you've got time to kind of, okay, well, we'll get back on the saddle. We'll try a little bit of a trot first before we go into our gallop. They've got to hit the, the road running here. And I don't know if they can against top who really did look good at MSC far better than they did in spring, which was impressive because they came second. Like, I really have high expectations for top esports. And in particular, Yu Yanji has grown up so much over that last bit. I know for top esports, it's a different conversation, but... Lyric, do you take any, do you take any, uh, anything away from JDG? Look, like me, starting with Sooning? Me, me and you made a rule on the broadcast the other day. What did we say? Every team gets two series. <laughs> <laughs> if, if your first two series both look yeah, bad, you know, okay, well, yeah. I lose up. Your first two series look good, like Victory 5 and Sooning, I'm all aboard the hype train. And <laughs> it doesn't matter what so, team it is. If they're 1-1, one, one, you know, they get more time. Okay. So that's, that's my rule. Okay, well, that's a very open rule. I feel like that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help me whatsoever. JDG, RNG are coming up this Thursday, or this Thursday for our audience watching, of course, as this goes out. Uh, that is on the last series of the LPL. Now, that's not an, on a non-English broadcast day, but that should still be broadcast across. Let's move forward to our second matchup. The one we're looking forward to was IG and EDG. Two of the older organizations, of course, IG have the status here, starting in 2011, EDG a little bit later than that as well, but a team that's always come first far the last couple of years. So. What do you look towards on this? For me, a big thing is, so as of this show, we have not seen IG yet, right? They play WE later on today for us, mm. but IG's level of talent is just, it's still so impressive. Even with the Shy and Ning not showing up, I think Rookie looks like he's playing some of the best League of Legends of his career. He true, He's no doubt in my mind top two right now. Okay. And if someone made an argument saying, hey, he's playing better than Knight, just go watch his laning phases against Knight in the playoffs. He was playing that skill matchup LeBlanc versus Syndra so well with no jungler. So I am truly impressed by him. And I think there's a lot of teams that with him playing so well and with their bot lane just being stable, they're going to pick up a lot of surprise wins. But up against Scout, 
I don't know. Well, look, I think I still give Rookie the edge in that matchup. Oh, for me, of it's how badly does the Shy feed? That's the question for me because you saw them get punished heavily in MSC because the Shy was on the solution over and over again. They're picking it over and over. Got he punished sucked. in lane, everywhere else, yeah. and. If you end up giving over that much control through your top side, you're going to be able to pick up wins by influencing the mid, influencing the jungle matchup, and that's the big issue that I see for IG. To me, that's actually what's impressive about Rookie, though, is the fact that both his side lanes are losing, his jungle's yeah. losing, and he's still winning the mid matchup. Oh, yeah. To me, the thing for IG is going to be about Ning, because we saw early in spring that Ning just hard camps top. He lives yeah. top lane. He's going to you know always full clear top or try to cut the map so he can just constantly be top for the Shy. It's like, well, if they can get that off successfully, they'll win. If not, they're going to lose. But I think EDG, even in their loss against WE, looked like the flat-out better team. Their Shot Kong was great. Junja was playing so well. Yeah. So I think... That'll be the key factor for me. Junja's going to shut down Ning, and it's then going to lead to the Shy feed. What really impressed me for Junja was I had him written off as a tank player. Like, I was like, Sejuani, Jarvan, that's so going to be it. And then he came in, and this Nidalee looked absolutely spectacular. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this guy is going to perform, as he said, against Ning, who I kind of have as a, yeah, going to play towards top side, but no one who's really going to pressure him too heavily. And when he looks so good in some of these carry junglers, I'm really excited to see him put that foot forward against I, I mean, the problem with Ning is the same problem as always, right? Like, he'll go towards the top side, he'll be patient, but patience isn't always a, a good virtue in League of Legends when you spend two minutes waiting and maybe not counting your, you know, enemy jungler's timings. At this point as well, I want to also remember, every, uh, remind everyone, if I can get my words together, that Lo Yen is no longer in this roster. He went over to Vici Gaming, so it is only Ning. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing. Really? I think Lo Yen behind him when Ning came through and did eventually, you know, play at Worlds towards the later stage, was a bit better than we saw him in the summer split of 2019, but then still got towards Ning level later. My problem is, no matter if we compare these junglers together, it's that Lil Yen's playstyle just doesn't fit IG at all. Mm. And to me, you, it's not even about finding a good jungler for IG. Because of the way IG plays, right, it's not correct League of Legends. It's not textbook League of Legends. You need someone who's going to give up everything just to make sure that their soul laners can do what they want. So... I would say that the role of IG jungler can only be filled by someone like Ning. Do you not think another jungler behind him pressuring him is a good way to get Ning into form? I don't know why, but form? It, it's, <laughs> it's tough when you are someone who's already so accomplished. Like, you're already a world champion, right? I'd yeah. say for someone who still has that potential fire of wanting a trophy, which I'm not saying Ning doesn't, right? But when you already have that in the back of your mind, you're already an LPL champion, you're already an, a world champion. It's, will that... Will that make a difference? I'm actually not quite sure. I feel like that fire needs to come a lot more from, you know, from within. Okay. Well, that's well said. I will say as well, you know, at that point, I kind of see what you're talking about because it's like, yeah, what more do you have to fight for? Maybe Former the, coach, by the way. Hey, <laughs> rather than your paycheck and looking good on stage. Uh, for Ning, there's a lot more questions there and going up against, you know, Junjo, whether we, uh, you know, we see Junjo or... Why am I having a mind blank here? JJ. Thank you so much. Yeah. We see, there's too many J's here in the LPL. <laughs> or whether we say JJ. It, Have you realized what it's like casting with you guys? Jake, Jordan, and Joe. Oh, Do you have true. any idea how difficult that is? <laughs> so Every single time I'm, I'm trying so to speak sorry. to you, I have to remember which J I'm working with. <laughs> it makes it a little bit difficult. Hey, what other matchup in this in this series are you looking forward towards? Because like if we if we go bottom lane, if we have hope, and then we have okay, puff again. Is anything in the bottom lane industry, or are we just expecting jungle v jungle, mid v mid? I definitely want to look towards Hope and 
tough. I think that's is going to be a very interesting okay. matchup. And even we've seen a little bit more of like the the ashes and stuff come in. I mean, Hope has looked good on that. As, so I think coming into summer, having that wider champion pool where I think you can play a lot more diversity and have different roles when it comes towards Hope, I think is going to work really well for EDG. But when I look over at Puff and Setwinds, well, they kind of have to just go back to, right, we need to be the staple carry. We need yeah. to be the guys who consistent damages of the Aphelios, the likes of this, where they can't really mess around too much with the dynamic because, as you said, IG have their set way of playing League of Legends and they can't really divert from that. Not to completely shut you down, Dagda, but oh, no. I'm not excited <laughs> for the AD carry matchup. Yeah. I am excited for Hope. I'm also very excited for Mako. Not okay. excited for IG's bot lane. We actually know what Close they're going to do. They're, yeah. they're just going to be stable. They're going to farm. They're going to get to the team fights that aren't going to happen. And But Mako, to me, is the one I want to highlight for EDG because he looked amazing in that first series. Yep. And Mako, I'd say, was middling for most of spring. Had some very good moments and some very bad moments as well to where against WE, he just looked so great with these engages. And was proactively moving around the map, which is something I think we haven't seen out of Mako in a long time. Yeah, I mean, the inconsistencies out of Mako through spring were a massive concern, especially when you have the uh, franchise player for EDG, right? Scout came in a little bit after. Mako's been there the longest. He's the face of EDG, especially now since, you know, iBoy, who was building up his brand there, has left. So Mako is the guy. I want to kind of go back to the, the points we were kind of talking about is why I'm so excited for Hope. This EDG-like st style originally in spring was front-to-back team fights. Go yep. for the late game, that's where we're going to win. That is not at all what we saw in their last series where they were playing much more aggressive, trying to get flanks, having these really, like, the set in the perfect position to set up for these plays. And I think that's why I'm so excited by Hope being able to bring out these new champions, by what we're seeing from Junja. This whole team has got so many new avenues that have opened up where I had them nailed down as just this one style, very similar to IG. And I think I want to see coming up against Invictus Gaming, if they can mix it up even further and really throw a wrench into the work for Invictus. I'm going to say, no doubt in my mind, Hope was a top three AD carry in spring. Yep. And I still expect him to be top three, so I can understand the excitement. And even, obviously, uh, dissecting this matchup, it's really going to be about, to me, I'd say mid-jungle for IG, even though that's not how they play. But Rookie needs to have a carry performance, and then Ning needs to be stable to where for EDG, to me, it's more about maybe bot and jungle to where we know Scout's going to be stable. But once again, it's about Hope playing these team fights well. And whether it's Junja or JJ, we need to see something more cerebral in how they were both playing against WE. And I want to see Scout give himself a chance. If he's going to go back towards the likes of the Diana or something, Rookie's going to have an absolute field day. Mm, yeah. So I want to see a matchup where Scout can actually have an impact. So then he's not just outright losing against Rookie, because I feel like there is a potential here that Rookie just takes over the mid and IG win as a Because I will say as well, I don't think Scout had a, a, a particularly bad performance in spring. I think Scout had you know one of his Scout, better splits, yeah, right? Scout looked good. So yeah. to me, it's not even about that when I just said that to me it's jungle and bot for EDG. Mm. It's that I know Scout's going to do well. Scout's going to do his job. I don't think he's going to lose out too much rookie. Might not even lose, right? Might just be a neutral matchup in the yep. mid lane. We know he's going to play the sidelines out well. Probably going to look for flanks in the team fights because typically he likes those style of champions. But to me, he should have no problem against Rookie. You look towards IG and EDG. They're going to be facing on Sunday as the last series to end out the week three at that point, gentlemen. Remember, we've got a lot more weeks this time around. I'm glad we're spacing things out again. We've said on broadcast that it is nice to have two series a day to absorb them, to enjoy them seven days a week. It's still not really a day off, but that's just the way it is. Uh, but moving forward, IG, EDG, 
JDG, RNG, those are the two matchups we should be looking forward towards. And if you're wondering as to how our schedule's going forward, we'll bring that up on, on your screen for you as well. Uh, those matchups will be there. But LPL runs seven days a week. Remember, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Did I miss a day? No. Thursday, Friday are the non-English broadcast days. This is why I ask you guys. But simple as that, that's how we'll keep running towards the end of the split until we get towards playoffs. And we're on the world's path yet again, where we have four seeds and our top eight is this hard to decide. What does that tell you? LPL's damn good. We got <laughs> I some... mean, how do you not have, like look at our teams and get excited by them? There's mm. so many good talent that's there. We've got two teams now that obviously the MSC we saw got to the finals. They both look great. But when we're arguing about whether Invictus Gaming even touches into our top fours, former world champions, that's when you know that this is going to be a super spicy split. Or that IG of that just untrustworthy, <laughs> right? Just with you throwing us this topic, I remember on broadcast last split saying that V5 wouldn't be last in another region, like they'd be middle tier. So to me, that, shows my, that. that shows my opinion on our like depth of talent. So what a good way to end the show. Tell me where V5 would be. I know other leagues haven't started yet, right? Uh, Tell me, think about what spring was look, and LCS, I don't LEC. need to think, this is easy for me. They would be, it would be third in Europe, and they would be second in NA. Yeah. In LCK, I don't know. We'll, we'll say fifth. So if V5 went to another region, they'd go to Worlds. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> Jesus. I'm, double, yeah. I'm all in, baby. <laughs> I'm all in. I don't know if Back I'm that up. high now. I don't know if I've got there, but I definitely think they would do pushing at least top half of the bracket in most of the regions. Mm. And especially, I mean, with the newly formed team, these guys genuinely look good. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've just been listening to him too much, if that's the only problem. No, no, no. Hey, yeah. the V5 hype trainer, it, it goes for a very long time. And I will say, if they were in North America, they'd be first. I don't know why oh, you'd even God. beat around the bush. Would they be better than Cloud9? Easily, dude. Jeez, you're even worse than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go all the way. I was taught that. Ladies and gentlemen, a big thank you to Lyric and to Dagda. The last tip will be coming at you a little bit more regularly to take you through the LPL summer season of 2020. I have been Asterix. It is bye for now, but not forever. We'll see you next time.